Triple F Podcast, where we're focused on fashion, fitness, and of course food. This podcast is all about bringing these three parts of your life together to help you get the most out of your passions. We're here to help you look your best, feel great, and also indulge in some maybe not so hidden temptations. <laughs> we are by no means experts in any of these fields, but we do hope to bring people to the show who know what they're talking about and can help you with some of these aspects of your life. You only live once, so why not live a life worth living? On the show today, we have founders of Sabu Beer, Alex Rain and Jackie Wong. Simple, clear, inviting. Sabu means a master, one that is eminently skilled. Born of humble roots, Sabu Asian craft beers had one dream, the perfect pairing of Asian cuisine with full-flavored, balanced craft beers. Masterfully engineered from the finest premium ingredients, Sabu offers an exquisite experience that will leave you desiring more. So sit back, relax, enjoy this conversation with Alex and Jackie of Sabu Beer. So today we're sitting down with Alex and Jackie of Sabu Beer. How are you guys doing today? Good, good. Enjoying some time at uh, Bite Stage and Tapas, like usual, for me. Yeah. <laughs> So tell us what you guys do in one to two sentences. Well, one sentence, I guess we, we make Asian craft beer. Yep. <laughs> Perfect answer, yep. which I'm enjoying right now, which yep. is fantastic. Awesome. So walk us through the Sabu band. What was kind of the origination for that? Were you guys brewers before this? Was it some like a side project? How did you guys come to start running Sabu? So it was, uh, Five years ago, mm-hmm. uh, we, we got together uh, as a group on a regular basis, okay. um, and uh, we basically get together to smoke cigars and, and drink. Mm-hmm. Uh, so one of our partners... In your man cave, of course. Yes, of course. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we have, uh, we have uh, one of our partners who's really into craft beer, mm-hmm. uh, used to bring a, a different craft beer to our meetings every weekend cool. and exposed us to it, and then we realized that... Uh, uh, there wasn't a beer that really went well with a lot of the foods we were eating, mm-hmm. you know, after our meetings and uh, decided that there needs to be a beer that pairs well okay. with, with Asian cuisine. We're, we're all Asian except for one of our partners. He's mm-hmm. Greek. Okay. Uh, he's actually our brewmaster. Interesting. Uh, yeah, and he's been brewing for quite a long time. Okay. So between him and our expertise in terms of, you know, finding the right mixture of, mm-hmm. of the, what recipes uh, for the beer would go well with what type of cuisine, right. uh, we just made a perfect match and I mean, decided to launch the business. Total sense. I mean, so, like, forever, people like, know how to pair wines with foods, right? And then you go to some breweries and they make recommendations. I almost always ignore it, just because, like, I'm, I just, like, know what kind of beer I like, know what kind of beers I don't like. And it's like, well, I really want this like burger because I'm obsessed with burgers. Do I care that you want to like recommend whatever I'm recommending? Like no. Which is good for some of some like so it's cool how you guys are kind of doing that. Do you want to walk us through your four different beers that you guys have? Yeah, sure. Uh, so actually before we get into that I just want to get a quick a side story. I don't know if you remember. When uh, when that day when when we decided when you mentioned that hey we want to pick craft beer it was like yeah yeah we should Next day, we didn't th- we didn't re- take it seriously. We thought, ah, that, yeah, that's weird. That's I've never experienced yeah. my friend tell me a great business idea on a Friday night after 20 beers. <laughs> but, then, but then I think about a week later, the Alex 
shows up with a business plan, like, oh, oh he's serious. Uh, he, he's really serious about yeah. this. That, that's how it started. Yeah, I wasn't yeah. that drunk that night. <laughs> <laughs> I still remember. So, yeah, so we have we currently have four four labels. Okay. The first one is uh, Antagonist. Okay. It's a uh, Kosh style beer. Okay. Uh, and then we have two IPAs. Mm. Uh, the first one is called Halo. It's a session IPA. Okay. And then Incognito. Mm. Uh, our second IPA is a, it's a blood orange IPA with a blood orange uh, puree added to it. Right. And then last but not least is is the noir uh, puree. Right. Yeah. Yes, my favorite, evidently, is this guy right here. Yes. Oh, <laughs> antagonist. Nice. Yeah. Nice choice. Yeah. I actually, uh, for the listeners, I met these guys here at Bites for a beer tasting. It's fantastic. Probably had 16, 20 samples, but it was totally worth it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so, like, walk us through the general concept of pairing beer with food and then compare it to how you guys couldn't compare or couldn't pair other beers with Asian food. Mm-hmm. So, I think, I think um, it's important to note the two really key areas uh, that we focus on when we craft our beer. Mm-hmm. So, the first is uh, the acidity. We, we focus on making sure that all of our beers are low acidic beers. Um, that really helps with a lot of the spices okay. about, you know, not, uh, it, it makes the beer lighter as well. Uh, so, it doesn't overpower the food. The second part is the finish. Okay. So, we focus on, um, you know, just the process of brewing our beer so that the finish of, of our beers are always clean and crisp okay. um, so that you can actually enjoy the food that you're eating. So the difference between our beer and uh, a lot of other beers that are out there, especially craft beer, uh, I noticed that the trend was that these uh, IPAs, for instance, were getting extremely hoppy and extremely bitter. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and it's it gets difficult to drink that beer with any type of food because all you do is taste the beer. I actually have an issue with some IPAs where I can't have more than two. And, like, people like my family or others, I know, oh, this is, like, your favorite beer, right? I'm like, kind of. Like, I'll have one to, like, start the night or to relax. And then after that, I got to switch because yeah. right. it takes over my palate completely. Yeah, completely like that. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, it, it was turning into almost like a competition who can make the hoppiest beer, mm-hmm. you know, um, and the most bitter beer. But, you know, we felt that uh, the beer, you know, uh, should not overpower, not disturb the, the actual, you know, cuisine that you're trying to enjoy. Right. Uh, so a lot of the beers out there, I would drink after the meal. Okay. That's kind of like, okay, you know, now I can drink this because I enjoyed my food. Right. But our beers are meant to be enjoyed with food or even without. Okay. And just just be pleasant, right? No aftertaste, just a clean, clean finish. Right. So how do you guys kind of compare that to... Well, it's not, that's like the generality, right? So how does someone differentiate between the four different beers what they want to compare it to? Right? Is there a quick, like, quick and dirty kind of rules of thumb? Mm-hmm. Which beer goes with which foods? Mm-hmm. Or should they just be drinking all four beers during their dinner? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's, you know, it's interesting. All, all four beers actually, because of the way they're all crafted, mm-hmm. not any one of them wasn't crafted with those two key areas in okay. mind, right? The acidity and the finish. So they all pair well with food. But what I will say is, um, you know, they're, they're, these, these are our core beers, right? Mm-hmm. So um, we made sure that the core line of Sabu you know, was in line with what a lot of people traditionally enjoy already. Okay. Okay. Um, 
we do have a, another line of beers called the Asian Exotic line that's going to be coming out. Okay. Okay. Now that's special. That's going to have Asian ingredients in it, so mm -hmm. it makes it really unique. Okay. Uh, these core beers, though, for instance, the Antagonist, you know, um, like the name says, so a lot there's a lot of meaning behind our names. Perfect. Um, behind our beer. So this is this is the most uh, uh, similar beer to a lot of the Asian beers that are out there. So if you look at Sapporo, mm. you know, uh, Singtao, or a Korean beer like uh, Kas, very light beers. Okay. So ours is a Kolsch style beer. It's a it's a it's a lighter beer. Mm. Um, but the difference is, it, you can tell that it's truly craft. It's a little bit sweeter, a little bit creamier. It's right. got a nice finish, right? So the word antagonist we came up with because we believe that this is going to be the beer that challenges the the, the the status quo, right? Right of the industry, which is the Sapporos and the Singtals of the world. So yeah, I've, every time I'm in like the Chinatown area, or whatnot, like I don't think I say Singtao correctly, and I'm at the same karaoke place all the time, and they're like. What are you ordering? I'm like, that one, the green one. I'm like, my Mandarin and my English aren't that bad. But evidently, <laughs> when you're at karaoke, they just don't want to talk to you. Yeah. <laughs> just give us your money. <laughs> drink more beer. <laughs> but that's, the thing, that's exactly why I drink those, right? When I'm at karaoke or whatnot. It's like, I'm not there for the beer. I'm there to like just do my thing. And like beer is just like you know an added bonus while I'm relaxing with my friends. Yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah. You want something Asian, something authentic, and then it's Absolutely like well, authentic. Yeah, yeah. That's the one choice I have right yeah. there, right? So. Yeah. <laughs> like we say, like when in Rome, but like of course, like it's whatever they brought in. Right. I assume it's kind of like uh, the Corona of like Mexico, right? Where it's yeah. just right. you that's think right. it's perfect, but it's just cheap to export. Yes. Yeah, so exactly. they can just mark that's it up exactly and right. say, "This is you in China." I'm like, "Oh, right. sick. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> so famous, they're not." That's <laughs> So that's uh, you know the antagonist. What were the other three? So so Halo. Um, so like this would obviously pair well with a lot of the the typical foods that uh, you know Sapporo, Sakao right. pairs with. You got Halo, which is our our version of the uh, IPA. Okay. You know uh, we're actually trying to get the name changed uh, so that we can officially use what we call Asian Pale Ale. Okay. Uh, because our our Pale Ale is a lot lighter. It's only 4.2 percent in alcohol. Yeah. So it's very drinkable. Um, and the the is, is almost half of what you'll notice in, in most IPAs, standard IPAs that are, that are out there. So yeah. you still get the hoppiness, so you know that it's an IPA, mm -hmm. um, but uh, but it's so light, you know. So thus the word halo. It's yeah. it's it's very very light. It's uh, it's basically floating. It's it's kind of like an angel, you know. Um, we think that pairs extremely well with a lot of the salty foods that are out there, like the right. ramen noodles and so on. So yeah, we have a complete uh, pairing guide as oh, well, perfect. and and we work on that all the time. Um, so the third beer is Incognito, okay, another IPA, but this time we decided to introduce something uh, with a little bit of a twist uh, to help also curb some of that hoppiness even further, right? right. So we added the uh, blood orange puree to it. And it is just absolutely perfectly balanced. The beer is delicious, and it's not too sweet, mm -hmm. like a fruit, like what people think of when they say, "Hey, it's a fruity beer." Right. Uh, they drink ours and they go, "Oh, wow!" It's on, it, yeah. It reminds me that it's still an IPA mm -hmm. because it finishes hoppy, right? But it starts off with a nice blood orange kind of smell and taste to it. That's what I thought when you guys gave me that first sample. I was like, I expected it to just kind of like linger forever. And it was more like, I remember it, but then it was like gone like almost immediately, which is perfect. Yeah. yeah. 
awesome. And then last is the Noir. Yeah. And then just looping back to the meaning of the names. Oh, right? sure, yeah. So yeah. Halo, of course, is, is a lighter, more gentle, uh, more delicate IPA, so we, we chose the name Halo. Okay. And then Incognito, because of the blood orange puree we added to curb that hoppiness, it's essentially a, an IPA in disguise. So okay. we call it Incognito. Nice. Yeah. So. And then, and then finally, Noir for us, I mean, the name's, you know, it, it kind of uh, says everything about the beer. It's, it's our, it's our dark porter. It's a, uh, it's, you know, uh, dark ruby colors. I mean, I think it's just absolutely beautiful, but it's elegant. Mm -hmm. I think the, the beer is so tasty. It's, it, it's almost like a full porter, but yet it finishes so light. It's unbelievable. Um, so that's why we called it Noir, because Noir is actually the feminine, uh, a word for for black right. in French, and so we felt it was so <laughs> appropriate. Yeah. It's so perfect. this wasn't just like I'm sitting in my basement. I thought of these cool beer ideas and just throw some random names from like whatever some magic cards, which I'm obsessed with. Right? <laughs> it, it's it's very thought out, very specific. Mm -hmm. The branding is very specific yeah. too. Why are you guys choosing to use bottles versus or cans versus bottles at this mm -hmm. point? Yeah, another another area that we talked about a lot. So um, we, you know, we did we did our research on you know uh, the fact that craft beer, the, the uniqueness about craft beer in general is that the the beer is produced locally, right? right. And the and the reason why that's so unique is that you're going to get the freshest beer possible. Right. So if your goal is to provide fresh beer to the market, you know, cans we found out is the way to bring the freshest beer. So an IPA, for example, you know, um, unlike a porter or the or a Kolsch style beer, right. it starts degrading the hops and the flavor start start to lose uh, uh, its potency over over a three four month period. Yeah, it's right? from like the sunlight, right? When it goes into oh, the, the sun is so yeah. damaging to yeah. beer in general. Even 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 beers like uh, our, our Noir, for instance, if it was exposed to sunlight, it wouldn't even taste the same. So if I had a bottle of beer out at a patio, I should bring my koozie to protect it from the sun because I was ruined. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You you I see you drink it fast enough. But <laughs> yeah, you won't notice it. <laughs> Another <laughs> three months, just wait. Yeah, let's see. Let's see how long it takes. I'm starting to notice a change after five minutes. <laughs> oh, we start messing with people so bad on that from now on. Like, you don't drink that fast, man. Yeah. The sun's gonna get to it. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> you know, I I, as, I assume that you know. Um, you know, uh, having our, our beer in can, uh, bottles may not be a long-term issue either if, it, if the product is moving very fast, right? right? But putting in cans right away for us, we knew it was going to be safe. No sunlight, um, it's fresher, it's just it's just the way to do it. I mean, I've actually experienced something that had to be like from just like on the shelf for way too long. I ordered a beer I absolutely love, I always drink here, and then I ordered at some other restaurant that had it, I'm like, oh, you guys have this? I sent it back immediately. I felt bad about it, but I was like, this must have been sent the rack for like a year or something. Like, they just didn't know mm -hmm. to taste it so bad. Yeah. So it makes total sense to me. Yeah. So if you're going to, if actually you're going to drink a beer in a, in a, in a bottle, mm -hmm. the darker the bottles are obviously far better. So yeah. those clear bottles or even the green ones that are out there. Yeah. You're going to fresh off the line. Yeah. You could potentially get a skunky beer. Yeah. <laughs> it's happened. Yeah. Cool. So you said you guys had some 
beers that are on the press about ready to come out, those seasonal beers, the additional long-term beers, what's kind of the plan for that? Yeah, we have um, plans for two additional lines. So this okay. is our core line that we just talked about, and then we have our Asian Exotic, okay. which will also include four uh, what, what we call specialty beers. Okay. Uh, they all will have Asian ingredients in it. Okay. Okay. So the first one we're going to be launching here in about two months. Mm -hmm. It's called the Asian Pear. Okay. Uh, we call it Pyrus. Okay. It's going to be uh, it's going to be this year 2018 kind of a release, but it will be a core lineup. Is that Pear P E A R P A I A R? P E A R. What What is that? What do you guys call that in China, or in Asia? Like the, the Asian Pear? Like because all these different vegetables and fruits that are different from Asia versus mm -hmm. like the Americas. Right. Is that, there's a different word for it or do you guys just call it Asian pear? Uh, in, 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 in Korean it, yeah. it's uh, called pe. Okay. Yeah. And it's uh, extremely popular fruit yeah. in the wintertime. Uh, super sweet. It's large. It's almost the size of a uh, larger, maybe even larger than a grapefruit. Yeah. Um, Very refreshing. Yeah. Yeah, I've definitely had it before, but like everyone just like calls it, like the Asian pear. I'm like, yeah, they call it the Asian pear. Uh, yeah, yeah, okay, fine. Right. Chinese is called soup lay. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's yeah. what I do. Yeah. 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 So. Yeah. It's gonna be nice. And what would that, so that would, is that going to be seasonal or is that going to be a whole new line? It's going to be a whole new line. Okay. So that will be around, uh, you know, all the time. So, okay. so anything in, in the exotic Asian line will always be around. Okay. Um, we, we have toyed around with the idea of creating some seasonals, um, but, you know, if the beer is good, we feel like it should just be available to everyone all yeah. the time. Um, and then we do have one, uh, a, another line we call the Sumo line. Okay. Uh, and we're going to introduce our first beer at the end of this year. Okay. And it's a, uh, it's our version of barley wine. Interesting. Yeah. So we're excited about that. That's like an 11%. Yeah. Beer. It's, it's Sumo because it will knock you on your butt. It will knock you out. <laughs> yeah. Great. <laughs> so are those going to be beers you going to be paired with food also, or is that just kind of something you drink more casually? No. So that, yeah, that's going to be a little bit different. That, okay. That's going to be a more casual drink okay. uh, because they're specialty. We don't want to play around too much yeah. uh, and, and start changing things and experimenting. Mm -hmm. um, but in general, our focus is still going to be that our beers should have that clean finish. Right. Uh, the low, low acidity goes away when we're starting to do barley wine. Yeah. Uh, you're going to get 11% beers and 8% beers uh, in that sumo line. Sure. I've had one beer that I can remember that was around that percentage. It was like a double IPA or something. Yeah. Yeah. And like, I think, oh, it was actually my family. We were like on vacation and we got like this sampler pack or whatever. And my uncle didn't want it because he had one didn't like it. My parents were like, you should try it. I'm like, you just told me someone didn't like it. Why would I like this? But like, whatever, like a sampler pack, so someone has to drink it. One sip was like, nope. Yeah. Like, not even close. So it was just too much. How did you guys figure out the right recipe where you could have something with such a breakdown but also tastes so good? That's a, that's a tough one. So we, we, we basically, we, each of these beers, believe it or not, the, the antagonist, yeah. we actually went through five iterations okay. to, to create this taste. Yeah. We hired a uh, external consultant to see what we can do to get the profile that we really need. So right. each of those beers, we, we go through different rounds. Yeah. And most of them, we would go through five, six iterations before you see the final product. Right. So we're, we're very stringent about how we how we uh, come up with the final mm -hmm. product. Mm -hmm. yeah. So do you guys use like beer testers? like, Or is it just 
there's the four of you sitting in a room, like, I think this beer tastes good. Like, how do you guys know what's going to be popular or not? Like, yeah. I, I can see now, like, you guys have the business where you can kind of, like, sample out and stuff. When you're first starting, how do you know yep. who's actually going to appreciate what kind of beer, especially when it's right. not mainstream? So we do, we every new beer that we, we come out with, yeah. um, we do a couple of things. Okay. Well, in, initially, because we didn't have our beer released yet, we, we did a uh, focus group, okay. right? And we worked with... Uh, organizations that are able to bring in hundreds of people so yeah. our our first uh, core lineup of beers we introduced to 800 individuals here in the Chicagoland area Interesting. and got their feedback yeah that's where we went back and started modifying some of the tastes on some of these things and and really uh, came up with the creation that we have now okay. right? it's just fabulous um, the, the beers that are coming out uh, you know uh, later this year and then into the future we implement what we call a virtual tap room. Okay. So we bring this beer, we bring our specialty beers out to the market, mm -hmm. uh, and uh, with our partner restaurants. Okay. So, so like here at Bites, for instance, when we do a virtual tap room here, we will bring a specialty brew. Okay. And so we get feedback from everybody that gets to try our beer at this restaurant. Mm -hmm. uh, we run it for about a month. Understood. Yeah. So for about a month long, we'll have at, at least a few hundred people yeah. trying our beer, and we get some really solid feedback it's pretty good yeah and that helps us determine whether it's going to make our lineup whether we need to make changes to the taste of the beer all those things and then we incorporate that yeah i think a lot of people they'll like particular a batch that they handed to their friends on a saturday night there's no real evidence of anything there right people say yes or no for whatever the reason is motivation and then there's no like judgment of it and it's just like yeah, it's good. Just because they want to make you feel good. But it's so smart that you guys have everything kind of planned out. So do you guys have backgrounds in business? Or, like, how do you guys kind of come to these pretty in-depth, like, conclusions on how to run this company? Like... My background is actually electrical engineering, okay. and then and then I, I recently did a, a business degree as well. Okay. Uh, so beer is, is actually just a, initially a side passion, and then we just ran with it yeah. uh, and tried to apply the uh, business background that we have from other uh, areas mm -hmm. and try to apply it to, to the beer business. Okay. That's me. So. Yeah. yeah. So actually, uh, three three out of the four. Uh, Owners of our business are engineers. Okay. So our our brewmaster is a chemical engineer. Yeah. I'm also an electrical engineer. Um, but uh, I've been an entrepreneur, uh, you know, since I was in my 20s and now I'm in my 40s. So I won't give you my exact age, but, yeah. <laughs> but it's been over 20 years yeah. uh, that I've been I've been you know building up businesses and so on. So um, I have a lot of experience in in entrepreneurship and uh, you know obviously you know creating a business like this. So combine that with somebody like our brewmaster Peter, right. just absolutely you know amazing when it comes to crafting beer, mm -hmm. uh, and he's been doing it for for almost. 30 years okay. so you know he's got some experience there too and you combine that it's wonderful so um yeah i don't know if, if it's appropriate to know but my my uh, most recent venture which people may know is that uh you know i was uh, the co-founder of uh, the red box okay. uh, dvd rental machines cool. out there so so i know a little bit about running a business I mean, it makes total sense i mean i've worked with people on a thousand things and 
I'll like talk to people and say like, hey, this is like your plan and whatnot. And like I think I mentioned this guy, maybe not. Like if I moved down to Chicago two years ago to help these guys launch like their tech startup. Like they were already like in production mode, whatever. To so move down here after I was running the company for a while, and then like just things just fall apart, like because people can't make decisions, and it's like people's lives are on the line. What are you guys doing? Like I've tried my best to like, research and all these things, and then it's like only so much decisions we made. How do you guys split up the decision making between four founders? Do you guys have like? board meetings, you have someone that kind of makes final decisions, how do you divide that up? Yeah, we uh, we actually get together um, very frequently, we talk to each other every day, okay. but we do have um, a weekly meeting where we all come in with our own individual responsibilities, yeah. so, so I, I basically oversee just the, kind of the top, uh, you know, higher, higher view of the organization and things where we need to focus, maybe yeah. some marketing things. Um, but we all have our core area of, of focus. Uh, so Jackie, uh, you know, uh, I guess I don't need to speak for him, but he, he really runs uh, our entire sales effort, you right. know, here in Chicago. The relationships that we have with restaurants as well as distributors and so on. Uh, Peter obviously is our brewmaster, so yeah. he focuses just on producing our beer mm-hmm. and everything, day-to-day activities at the, at the brewery. Yeah. Uh, and then we have uh, James, who's not here with us today, unfortunately, but but he handles all the operations. Okay. So he's also in charge of our beer uh, lineup. Okay. So the, the whole fact that we have a core line, a uh, Asian exotic, and, and the sumo line, that's his responsibility and, and growing that out and, and deciding which which recipes make it to our core okay. lineup and so on. So very distinctive kind of roles in each one. Yeah. Right. Heads it up. Okay. Mm-hmm. So where do you guys kind of see the business in two, three, five years? Obviously things are taking off nicely, but yeah. there's only, to be fair, like only so many places you can sell to in Chicago right there. Right. Know? This will be a micro brew, right? Yeah. Do you guys consider yourselves like long-term being micro? Like, what's kind of the game plan for that? Yeah, so this, that's, a, that's an interesting question because we talk about this a lot. Um, you know, our, our model is a little bit different than most craftier companies. Uh, and and, and I'll, I'll explain why. So, so you know, um, our, our, our focus in terms of not having a, a tap room, a physical tap room in just one location, you know, we, we believe that we're going to, uh, we should be available to everyone that you know we're selling our beer at, right? So if it's in Chicago um, or another city, we should have you know these specialty brews always available in that city, so they don't have to travel all the way to Chicago just to try right. our Asian pear, you know, for instance. So so we implemented a virtual tap room, so a concept like that that allows everybody to to, to have access to it uh, in the local place. Also, our, our relationships with the the restaurants is is uh, you know a really important element of our business. Uh, we want to enable restaurants uh, to be successful, draw new clientele. Um, our partnership is, is just, you know, kind of a, more of a relationship than it is a partnership in itself. Um, we want to help each other grow, uh, you know, and, and complement each other. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, I think, I think our, our vision for the future is to uh, obviously expand. Right. So we talked about that, that we started our business five years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, what people may not realize is we only started selling our beer 
last July. So it's, it hasn't even been a year yet. Yeah. So, um, you know, we we launched in Chicago. We're also in Indiana now, uh, and it's going quite well, right? It's growing really fast. Um, and then now we've been invited to other cities. Okay, interesting. So we have been invited now to, um, and uh, there's people who have heard of our, 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 our beer and wants to start representing it in uh, New Jersey, New York, and Philadelphia. Okay. Um, and then uh, there's a group that wants us in Ohio. There's a group that wants us in Wisconsin, mm -hmm. uh, but we do have a we do have a, a focused approach. So there's five cities that we're going to uh, launch out to, um, and and there's going to be a concentration, obviously, because of the pairing right. uh, concept that we're doing. So it'll be New York, you know, uh, uh, Atlanta, Georgia, mm -hmm. Dallas, okay. um, as well as LA, okay. and here in Chicago. Yeah. So that that will be the five cities that we concentrate on, and then and then areas like Wisconsin because it's so close, we don't have a problem launching it there. Mm -hmm. uh, but it wasn't. It's not may not be our necessarily our core focus, but we'll support it. Yeah, I mean, I'm definitely not like a business guru by any stretch of imagination, but I can only imagine doing the supply chain logistics and all that. Right. If it's you accept, like, let's say I referred you over to like my buddy's restaurant in Denver, you guys are gonna put like a 12 pack of beer on a case and like drive it out there. Like, right. no, it's like not worth like the effort exactly. to get it out there. Yeah. Exactly. And you're gonna call like, now your beer sold. It's like. Why are you guys come out here and promote it? It's like, are you serious? <laughs> like, you guys pay like right. three bucks a month. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the fear is really not whether we could grow fast enough, mm -hmm. is to contain and control that growth in a man manageable fashion. That's, that's the real tricky part. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Just recently, we had to uh, buy another canning line okay. uh, because. Um, you know, we were hitting our, our limit in terms of our production and, and being able to bring out product to the market. So, so the good news is, you know, we're we're growing so fast that we're needing to, you know, buy some more capital equipment quickly. <laughs> right. Not less than a year. It's yeah. <laughs> a good problem. Yeah. It is. <laughs> cool. So, what do you guys want to leave the listeners with as we sign off here? Coming to Bites, drink Sabu beer. Yes. Me. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Go seek out Sabu beer, and then I guess uh, you know, kind of, you know, as you can tell, you know. Both Alex and I, the background is in, in engineering, mm -hmm. but just follow your passion and you could find the right partner and you could you could make your your, your dream work. Yeah, definitely. I, I hope everybody out there uh, who gets to try Sabu beer enjoys it. We'd love to, you know, connect with everybody yeah. uh, that's a fan of our beer. You know, we, we're really big on social media as well. Uh, we want to make that even bigger mm -hmm. for us. So so reach out to us. We're, we're just like everybody else, you know. We'd love to go have a drink with you. If, I, if somebody comes up to me and says, hey, you know, hey, Alex, you know, uh, and really enjoyed uh, Sabu beer, I'd be happy and, and, and the first to buy you the, your next round for yeah. sure, you know. So, so seek us out. We're, we're, we're always moving around to all of our restaurant partners. Uh, we're here at Bites, uh, and we plan to be here at Bites here soon. We're yes. at another Cubs uh, uh, game. So, so follow us on, we'll on Facebook. Uh, just search uh, Sabu Asian Craft Beer. Also on Instagram, you, all our events are posted up there, so you, you can come find us. Yeah. This was a really fun episode for me. As you kind of listened throughout the episode, I hint at how I'm not a fan of pairing beers with my food. And this is because I don't feel that I get a chance to taste the beer and then have the food right with it immediately. So I just kind of avoid the conflict altogether. I have my standalone beers I always have from sit back, relaxing, watching the game or whatnot. 
but the Sabu beer pairings are absolutely phenomenal. I'm so glad I went to check out their tasting and be sure to check out some of their virtual tap rooms or some of my bites and have a beer with me there. Hope you guys enjoy this conversation with Alex and Jackie of Sabu Beer. This episode is sponsored by Athenosphere. That's athenosphere.com. It's a marketplace for artists' services here in Chicago. It's where you can find photographers, models, makeup artists, entertainers, and book their services directly online. Visit the community and talk with them directly. No need to hassle with finding out payments later on or interviewing them or searching the internet for different places to find different opportunities to source these types of people for your event, for your work, or for anything else you might need them for. Athenosphere is all about art's passion. Live it, breathe it, book it, all in one simple click. Athenosphere.com. If you haven't already, please subscribe to our podcast in iTunes, Pod Directory, or SoundCloud. That way, you'll get our latest episodes sent right to your device when they come out every week. For reference, those are all linked up right in the show notes. While you're in there, feel free to leave us a review. If you do, all I can say is two words. Endless gratitude. Writing reviews helps us understand how we can improve the podcast as we all continue along this fun adventure in fashion, fitness, and food.